This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Doctor, look. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Doctor Homebrew. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning into Doctor Homebrew. It's the cider show, folks. Something that uh, I've prayed for for years, and I don't think we've ever really done it. Uh, where we have all cider all the time. Hot cider action. Well, it's, it's not hot, but it's... Um, Hello. You know, steamy? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's mm. going on. But we have all ciders uh, made by one home brewer, one dude, Bill. Bill, welcome to Dr. Homebrew, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, appreciate it, man. You sent uh, a truck ton of cider. I think that's the technical term for it. It's metric, though. I don't know the conversion. Yeah. Well, we can't really know for sure. You know, I don't have a cider kiss. That's like an abacus. Um, what do we have? We have like five. Was it five, Bill? How many did you send? How many different types I sent of cider? Four, I, sent, I sent four New World ciders. And, you know, one of the things I really wanted to see is you guys tell me which one's the best out of them. Okay. Because one of the problems, I do a lot of homebrew competitions, but what you can't do is submit a lot of times the same category. And, get oh. you know, so, so I only can submit one thing. So I want to know which one of mine is better, you know, you know, out of it. So that was kind of the idea. And the New okay. World cider is very basic things so it's not it's really just about me changing small things in the process i love this i love the fine tuning we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna help you fine tune it and we don't know shit about cider so horrendu you're back welcome back my friend oh thanks for having me back <laughs> yay thank god you're here you're gonna guide us you're gonna take us by the hand you're gonna light the torch and uh guide us through the tunnel that is uh cider Sort of like a Lord of the Rings kind of thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Where's your cider judge pin, Rendu? You're not wearing it right now. I'm not wearing any of my pins today. Oh, no. He's going to be our guide on the jungle cruise of cider. (laughs) That's right. I just, uh, hopefully, this one will be more entertaining. uh, I mean, me judge, thanks uh, in part to Horendu and his wonderful class. Uh, But I'm waiting for him to do another cider class so I can get in that side of things, too. So, or maybe take. If Dave Techcom offer, offers that or somebody, but yeah, Cooper, yeah, you just them. you just really like working for free. Yeah, you're it's you're, fun. <laughs> you're, uh, you're you're broadening your CV so you can do more work than not get paid for it. Yeah, well, I've I've done meets for a long time, but early in my judging career, I didn't want to 
I almost didn't want to take the me judge exam because I didn't want to get stuck because there were so few me judges for a long time. I didn't want to get stuck judging me at every competition I went to. Yeah. So I intentionally kind of, I, I told Dave, oh yeah, I'll take your exam. And then I didn't do it. didn't study it. Oh, oh I'll, do, I'll do your exam, David. And then, then Hiranda comes up. He's like, you're taking this exam, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> but does, doesn't everyone just want to judge meads all the time? I mean, that's like, even even people who are not meat judges, they always say, "I want to judge meat. I want to judge meat." <laughs> they are nice to judge, and yeah, I got to judge uh, a best of show at uh, NHC one time, and that was a blast. Uh, I did that with with Dennis Mitchell, and and we saw eye to eye pretty well. I mean, I I did no meads, and I, I felt confident uh, working with him, and 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 that we did the the entrance right there. Um, but yeah, that, that it is fun judging meads for sure. Yeah, I but guess. Now we're, I don't yeah, know. So. I mean, you got like how many meads do you have in a flight typically? I don't know why we're talking about meads. It's a cider show, but since we're yeah. here, let's just do it. <laughs> well, you know, you should know that Bill also does awesome meads. So okay, well then it's relevant. Meads. <laughs> All right, I love stumbling into relevancy. He just he just he just won some medals at uh, uh, Mayfair, right? With your meads, uh, Bill. Congratulations! Yeah, oh. I won a couple of ciders and uh, uh, mead uh, medals at Mayfair. Nice job, Bill. Well done. Good work, man. Good work. Uh, well, look, let's let's jump into cider making. But before we do, of course, we want to thank our sponsor of this show, Five Star Chemicals. You can go to fivestarchemicals.com right now and learn about the best way to clean and sanitize your home brewing equipment, which is using Five Star Chemicals. PBW, Star Sand, get the sandy clean if you want. You got a whole bunch of products on the market to look forward to using in your brewery. And if you want a discount on PBW, or if you want to test out products from five star before they're even on the market, join the five star homebrew club program. It's a brand new thing they got going on. They got a homebrew club program. It's easy and it's free. Join the five star homebrew club program. Now at five star You sign up, you get a little email every now and then, and then you get a little discount here and there. They float you a couple things. Hey, try this out. Try this out. Try this out. You give them feedback. It's a win-win. I think I need to get our, our officership to sign up for that. I mentioned it a long time ago, and then I don't think we ever did it. But I think you should. It does sound, sound like a good thing. Yeah, they text, have. Text our president right now. Monthly, monthly educational seminars, free stuff, a whole bunch of stuff. So check it out. Five Star Chemicals. Thank you, Five Star, for supporting this show. I appreciate it. All right. Bill, you look like I'm looking at your Zoom background. You look like you have a couple small fermenters behind you. What? <laughs> Where are you? Are you a professional brewer? Or are you just like taking over a tap room? Oh, this is a, one of those just blurry uh, Zoom backgrounds I have oh, okay. in here. Uh, mainly so you don't see how messy my office really is, dude. Um, it's it's at the proper yeah. scale where you could you it, you could just be at a brewery and then it's it, you just blurred out the actual background. <laughs> so okay. Yeah, and no, right, JP, well, that's mind. not an actual tree behind me either. So just I know. Well, you're at the Unless wrong angle, Cooper. That's what I'm saying. Unless you're in Australia and it's fall there. Yeah. <laughs> you're at the wrong angle. Bill's right. at the right angle. All right, Bill. Well, how long have you been making cider, man? Uh, I've been making ciders for about 10 years, but mainly I always consider myself a brewer. Uh, started doing ciders and meats because my wife doesn't like beer. So, um, and occasionally I would, you know, make a couple for her, but still made a lot of beer. When I did competitions, I would submit to our local competition, and normally I would do well with the ciders and meats because they age better. Typically, I just submit the beer I had, which was two months old, and mm. never really did very good at it. Um, 
with COVID, uh, <laughs> I started doing a lot more meads and ciders because no one was coming over drinking my beer and uh, started doing a lot more experimenting with it and just really enjoying the process of uh, doing it. And last year I went heavy into the homebrewing competition circuits. And uh, this year again, just trying to perfect the recipes and just trying different things. Okay. So you're one of the people who, like me, who took up a new hobby, a new skill in the lockdown and the COVID, and uh, you're turning it to basically just making more alcohol, which I appreciate. I went to like making bread, but uh, you just, you, you know, you're on the alcohol path and I appreciate that. And if the, yeah, the beard is a COVID project as well, too. You got me beat. Got, I was clean shaven before the pandemic myself, but uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess I trim it too much, but. Well, the wife signed off on it. So that was the important part. Yeah. Same here. That's the thing. Wife signs off. You're good. Well, yeah. And you have to, because she's the one who looks at you. That's what I tell my wife. I'm like, if you don't like my face here, if my beard's too long or just tell me, she goes, I don't care. You like it. I'm like, yeah, but I don't look at myself. You have to look at me. Well, I'm also a big guy and it hides my five chins. Ah, see, (laughs) smart. Not necessarily that bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, look, man, pandemic has hurt us in different ways. You know what I mean? Uh, okay, so you were saying that you have done a New World Cider. Let's talk about what New World Cider is, if you wouldn't mind schooling us a little bit. <laughs> a New World is uh, shoot uh, is just the more modern version of the cider that you get at stores. It's uh, mm-hmm. just very basic uh, cider. It's no, not, not nothing special, no extra flavors, you know, juice, yeast, maybe a little additional sugar in it, and that's it. Simple, easy, also complicated. <laughs> Yeah, I think the main thing that uh, New World Cider uh, is supposed to be categorized as is more or less the world, New World, is the American uh, apples, uh, more or less not so tannic, not so sharp as uh, 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 English and French and other ciders, uh, Mm -hmm. Spanish and others. So, yeah, it's it's also varietal with respect to uh, more or less uh, apples that you would find in America, kind of, in the New World. Hence, New World Cider. Right. Okay, I love it. Harindu, how long have you been judging ciders? Maybe three years. I mean, yeah, I think I got uh, BJCP Cider Program literally kind of just got started maybe two two or three years ago. Um, I took the exam at the first chance I got, which was uh, just before COVID hit, I think 2020 Feb. So officially, I'm judging cider since uh, two years only, Uh, but... Nice. Yeah. Okay, perfect. And you have some of Bill Ciders. Yes, I have one bottle each of all four. Hell yeah. <clears throat> well, let's crack one open. Which one should we start with? A? I'm already on A. With A, yeah. A, okay. A? So, Cooper, let's go. Let's start with you, man. All right, let me crack this cider and pour a little bit for myself here. Uh, the uh, So the carbonation level in all of these was declared as petulant. And the sweetness level is uh, medium. So a little different from the, the mead categories uh, where you, have the, you know, a medium would be a semi-sweet. Uh, the sweetness can be declared as dry, semi-dry, medium, semi-sweet, or sweet. So you can go all, you know, all over the place with these things. And uh, Look how clear that is. God pick bless. a level that, that works for you. So um, you can see my face right through it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, this cider, it's a nice medium gold color uh, with a brilliant clarity. Uh, had a, you know, pours a, a medium white head that rises up upon pouring uh, and diminishes very quickly after, as expected. 
I don't know. You're not really supposed to come in on head retention or anything like that. It doesn't really have that, <laughs> but it's a cider. So uh, I, I do see many little pinpoint bubbles rising uh, throughout. Uh, so it does look like it is uh, uh, petulant as declared. I kind of had to give it full points for appearance. It's a really, really pretty cider. Uh, bouquet aroma. Um, a lo- just a light, clean apple aroma with a, a very clean fermentation profile. No off aromas, uh, just lightly fruity apple pear type esters, uh, pleasant and inviting. Uh, there's no oakiness or, or harshness in the nose. Uh, just a good level of apple, kind of medium low and, you know, not getting a whole lot else, but it, it smells fresh and, and clean. Uh, getting into the flavor, pleasing, lightly sweet apple up front. The acidity level seems medium low and it's not fighting with the fruit, uh, rather just accenting it. It is somewhat persistent, but uh, I like that. Um, I would say medium sweetness is right for this. It, it does taste medium, lingers on the tongue for a bit, and then then recedes, but not to dry. Uh, it has a, a lingering clean apple, uh, faint tannins, and uh, yes, a light uh, petulance to it uh, to drive drive a little bit of those flavors, but not crazy. <laughs> it's not petulant. Um, woo! Yeah. Okay. I've always called. Uh, it, I've always said petulant. Petulant. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think that's well, it. I think I was wrong. I think I've been wrong before. Well, there's a there, petulance, like a, a petulant child, who, right. you, know, <laughs> right. you know, we might have one of those around. Here, you know, yeah. But, you never know. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's a different <laughs> word with a different spelling with a, a U, U in it or something. But that's right. Anyway, light, light petulance drives a little bit of flavor there. The alcohol is, uh, seems medium low. It's not really uh, sharp or harsh at all. It's just really smooth, medium bodied and, and nice. Um, I gave it, yeah, eight out of 10 for flavor. And, uh, yeah, anyway, so going on to overall impression, uh, obviously very cleanly fermented, uh, new world cider, pleasant balance of the various elements and no discernible flaws. Um, as I continue to sip, I feel like I get just a touch more alcohol, like maybe a light bit of warming in the in the lower throat as it kind of warms up, but still pleasant and um, keeps me wanting another sip. I, I just like the way the fresh uh, apple quality, um, you know, plays off the other elements there. Um, it's quite fresh smelling and tasting. Um, I really wouldn't change the apple blend here. I like the the kind of rich color of this one. Um, so I landed at a 41 on this one. Um, I think it's a excellent new world cider. All right. Very good. Brian Shar. We'll go you. And then, and then Harindu will come back, clean up and tell you guys why you're both wrong. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of, that's kind of a good, uh, uh, judging sandwich there. Cause you have so, like Brian and Harindu knows some stuff about stuff and I don't know shit. So <laughs> that just kind of lets you get me, my, my nonsense out of the way before we uh, get on to some, some real stuff. Sure. So, uh, Bill, you've probably heard the show once or twice. Uh, I have to ask you, are you in a homebrew or a home cider club? Yeah, so I'm part of uh, two homebrew clubs here in the Atlanta area. And I actually recently started a meat and cider club um, outside of that, which pulls members from both those clubs in, but also gets people who are not into the beer scene as much. And, you know, that's one of the things I wanted to do. I wanted to try more meads. I want to try more ciders from people. And I just had to start a group doing that. So that's really just your secret plan to have people bring you meat and cider. That's a good plan. That's our plan. 
<laughs> so this this is your this is your time to plug your uh, plug your meat and cider club. How would what's it called, and how would people find out about it? It's um, meat and ciders makers and taste and makers and tasters, and it's uh, North Georgia area is what it's called. It's a Facebook group. Nice. Um, yeah. and, and what's, Actually, what's that? What's that called again? Meat and cider. Meat and cider makers and tasters. So. Okay. I even, you know, we, even if people aren't making it, I want people who are interested in it. You know, they'll they buy commercial stuff, bring it too, which is good. Uh, if they travel, it's great. I get some other meads I haven't had before. <laughs> so, um, and uh, we've been real lucky. Uh, Peach State was here, uh, and I got uh, someone brought all the leftover meads from Peach State and ciders from there, and also I got a whole bunch of from Domer's Cup from Savannah for meads and things too. Wow, so, uh, we've been going through those as a group and just, you know learning about it and some wonderful ones in there uh somewhere i've competed in, and i'm like well, how did this one not beat me on things you know <laughs> uh, and i'm also in the process of setting up a, a uh, homebrew competition here in north georgia uh, it's not going to do meats and ciders our first run because uh we're trying to keep what? it simple yeah so uh I'm, I'm organizing what's called the north georgia homebrew competition um and it, we actually just uh, started uh, the signing up for judges today uh, and entry will start on July 1st. And it's just going to be uh, category one to 26. We're trying to keep it simple, cool. um, work out the kinks and try to get more interest in getting more BJCP judges because there's obviously, a sh I know in the Atlanta area there is, but even this last year watching homebrew competitions, uh, we really need to try to get more people who are knowing their stuff who are willing to judge because I think there is a sh shortage in many areas. You got a website yeah. for that comp? Yeah, it's northgahomebrew.com. Cool. Very good. You hear that, everybody? If you're in the area, sign up. Yeah. Or I guess if you're not, you just ship your entries. Uh, all right, Char, <laughs> let's go. All right, because nothing's better than shipping something perishable to Georgia at the end of June. It's not going to get hot or anything on the way. Hey, man. <laughs> that's not what the South is like in the summer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I spent a lot of my youth in Tennessee, Bill, so that's kind of, I, I know that honestly. But that's just kind of the way it is. Uh, I like the cider a lot. I don't know a lot about cider. Uh, so I, you know, I may be a grandmaster beer judge, so at least I know the framework for kind of how to break a beverage down and, and deal with that. But even that's a little bit different on the cider score sheet, right? It's, it's a different score sheet than the beer score sheet. So it takes a little bit of time for a novice to cider like myself to kind of figure that out. But it's it's straightforward uh, appearance. Uh, I don't really have anything to add from what Brian uh, had said. It did have that low petulant carbonation. Uh, it's visible to the eye and, and visible to eye and tongue. I hadn't been drinking before I, I wrote that, but I mean, I'm not sure if something's visible to my tongue. I mean, I'm not like a superhero or something, but. Even if I had a superpower, it wouldn't be tongue vision. So uh, nonetheless, it's detectable with looking at it and, and tasting it. Six out of six uh, aroma. You know, I, I did the reading of the intro to cider judging uh, on the BJCP website before this so that I could try to at least attempt to do your, your, your cider some justice. Uh, and as it points out, low aroma is kind of okay for cider in general. It doesn't have to be you know, a hazy IPA or a sour beer where stuff's just leaping out of the glass into your nose. And that's, this does, that's what this beer, this, this cider is. It's low aroma. It's okay for style. I get low apple kind of hints of maybe honey or a caramelized uh, pie apple 
like maybe after it's been baked, just a little bit of that. No off aromas, thought it was very pleasant, uh, eight out of 10. <clears throat> Flavor, my initial impression was uh, uh, apple character and low sweetness, uh, mid sort of medium low acidity is noticeable. There is a slight tannin slash astringent to balance. Uh, body is medium, no warming. Uh, finish is uh, fairly quick and fairly smooth. Uh, so I, nothing, nothing bad about it. And a lot of things that I thought were good about it. So 18 out of 24. Overall impression, I gave it a 7 out of 10 for a total of 39. Uh, overall, I like this cider very much. Uh, I didn't notice off flavors or off aromas. It's very easy to drink. Uh, and it might be a little too easy to drink because I was, by the time I finished all four of these, I didn't feel like I was tipsy. And then I stood <laughs> up and I'm like, I think I should have some dinner now. I think I'm a little tipsy. There you go. Uh, so that's kind of that very sneaky uh, warming that you don't realize it's, it's warming. Uh, it maybe has a little too much body. That was my note. But I, upon going back and drinking this, I don't think that's the case. I ignore that. That was stupid. Uh, and the finish goes away pretty quickly. But that's, again, fine for a cider. Uh, it's a 39. I would, I'm going to end up drinking this whole bottle you know, probably, or most of this whole bottle. I think it's really great. And uh, I'm looking forward to hearing what Herendu has to say about it. Yeah, same. Herendu, go for it. Okay, so I think this was quite interesting. Actually, you covered some of my points, Brian. Uh, sure, that is. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Uh, really? Is... I did? Yeah, Man. you did. Uh, I. So, I mean, I, I, so first of all, I, I kind of didn't get two bottles. So I, I, I had only one bottle. So We lost Herendu. He's frozen. We'll wait for him to come back. We can take this out in post. Sure. Okay. He's back. Herendu. That would have been the best feedback I would have ever had. <laughs> <laughs> he went mute. Yeah. Well, he now he has so time much. to think about it. So now he's going to change my mind. Uh, you start from the top, Herendu. You froze right when you, were, right when you started talking. I was telling that I kind of cheated because I had only one bottle. So I opened up uh, all four bottles only 20 minutes before the show, 20, 30 minutes and tasted a little bit of each and wrote very short notes. So I don't have a complete score sheet like uh, these guys have filled out. Uh, so my main uh, comment was, this is actually a very good, again, appearance is awesome. I mean, the, the, the you know, golden color clarity is very inviting to drink. Aroma is very nice. Um, I got a little bit of... Uh, uh, Apple skin in the aroma, mild spice, uh, very inviting, slight socks, but not. Mm. I scored this thirty-five, by the way. So thirty. So on on a range, I'll say thirty-three to thirty-seven is what I will score this as. Uh, so the two things that uh, uh, Brian Shark uh, covered: one, I got a little bit of honey flavor in the in the flavor part of it, and I got a medium plus body. Um, that kind of uh, slightly kind of made me think that this is uh, and that and the bit petulant uh, carbonation and uh, sweetness that it has. I thought that this would have benefited a lot more from uh, higher acidity uh, to balance out that sweetness and uh, and like I said, somewhat uh, uh, almost uh, artificial uh, sweetness, uh, honey-like sweetness that I get from it. Uh, um, I, I'm maybe I should ask you. I mean, is this back sweetened in any way? 
Yeah, it is slightly back sweetened. And actually, I'll go more over all the recipes when we're finished with all four of them, because I'll tell you guys what the differences are. Okay. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> so, yeah, my main comment would be that, you know, uh, slightly, slightly more acidity, acidity would help. Maybe even slightly more carbonation will bring that carbonic bite that will balance out the sweetness a little bit. But uh, overall, it's very enjoyable drinking, you know, easy drinking. Actually, all four of yours were very easy drinking and no major flaws and appearance wise also they're all pretty good. So you'll, you'll probably see a pattern in my comments. Again, it's a perception of one person kind of, and maybe not just perception, but also personal likes and uh, preferences of one person, which could happen in an, any uh, judging competition. So uh, I'll kind of, we'll, we'll talk about the others as we could get there. <laughs> all right. What did you, uh, what did you score at Harindu? I scored it at 35, but on a range, I would give like 33, 37. Okay. So still, I think pretty close to the other two. I'm, I'm not very far off. Yeah, for sure. What's the alcohol on this, Bill? It's a little bit over six. Okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You know what? Just as my, you know, obviously I don't really do notes, but uh, yeah, I opened it and I took a sip while uh, Cooper was talking and I was like, damn, I kind of want. I want, I don't want to drink all four bottles, but I think I might have to finish all four bottles. Like the, it's very, very easy drinking, very good. And as it opens up, you know, a lot of what everyone was saying, it has a, a, a big body. It is sort of that like almost cooked honey, uh, the apple skin, the apple aroma is, is very much present. Yeah. It's, it's excellent. It's a great, it's a great cider. Like apple pie without all the spices. Yeah. Or maybe I, a little spice. That, yeah, but not. Yeah, I was I think, kind, of, kind of starting to move the dial in that direction. And I'm glad to hear it was 6% because I didn't notice warming. And I thought, oh, my God, am I physically broken? Or is this a low, <laughs> lower alcohol beer or cider? And it was lower alcohol. So I appreciate that information. I would probably, I would probably go. I would be torn between like a 39 and a 40 on that. It's very good. I love ciders. And uh, that's it's complex enough and it's meaty enough. There's enough there's enough body there to like you know some ciders can be watery and thin and whatever. And that's yeah. I think what a lot of people think of when they think of ciders, especially commercial ciders. Uh, but this is like a more elevated you know sink your teeth into it. You know, yes. Yeah, challenging. Like yeah, absolutely. It's great. It's it's not not uh, yeah not a pedestrian uh, cider. Not your not your grandfather's cider. That's right. All right, Cooper. Let's do B. Okay. Cider B. Cider B is the red cap. Slightly different. For those of you following along on Facebook. Different color for sure. Interesting. And it's another New World Cider uh, with the same declared uh, attributes, petulant and medium sweetness. And this one, it, my bottle, first bottle had a slightly high fill, but not, not too bad. It had a nice hiss upon opening. Um, this one, I didn't check the fill, but it seems fine. Uh, Appearance-wise, it's a pale yellow. I'm so used to putting my nose in this first. With ciders, you have to do the <laughs> appearance first. Like, okay. This is a, it's a very pale yellow, extremely clear cider. Pours with a flourish of bubbles, crackling and fading soon after. A few very fine bubbles are rising. A, a through flourish the, of bubbles, Brian? Just a little. Whoosh, yeah. A flourish of bubbles, crackling, then fading soon after. Uh, it continues to have a few very fine bubbles rising through the glass, meets the petulant description, um, six out of six for appearance. In the nose, it's got a lightly apple quality. I'm kind of digging to get the character. Um, it's a bit light overall to me. Uh, very clean fermentation, though. The yeast profile, um, that kind of, you know, it's just a clean yeast profile, uh, not a super characterful 
yeast uh, coming in. Uh, uh, still, you know, it's maybe slightly duller in some ways, but it's still inviting and smells like something I'll want to drink that might be refreshing. Um, getting into the flavor. This one to me comes across as um, semi-dry in the finish. Um, it's, there's not a whole lot of sweetness here. It's a light, clean apple, uh, like a tasty and not very challenging eating variety, just a red delicious or something. This is okay for the style. It doesn't have to be a super, you know, it, you, you, it will tend to lean towards uh, maybe less characterful apples than, of course, like like we said, an English cider or a French cider. Um, so that's okay for style. It's it's not a really a negative comment. It's just kind of okay. You you can use a different variety of apples, different blend in each cider you make, and uh, you know may, when you're making a new world world cider, you can blend in um, something a little more interesting to give it a little bit of an edge if you want to have it have it stand out uh, in one way or another. But uh, yeah, that'd be interesting to know what the apple is in this one in particular, um, or apples. <laughs> Alcohol is light, I'm assuming. Um, I, I would say it's almost bordering on kind of watery, but not 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 super watery. It's a, kind of a, a medium light finish. Um, there is a faintly tart acidity with a low tannin to offer a bit of balance. Uh, if you went crazy with any of those, I think we'd throw this way off balance because there's not a whole lot else there. Um, it's nice that it doesn't overpower that the balance of that just light, faint apple note. So that stays and, and stays throughout pretty much. You still get apple in the, the aftertaste, a nice little clean uh, note. Um, it's a it's a light-bodied and, and, and refreshing cider, but maybe a little bit muted to me. As it warms, you get a little more character out of it. Overall, um, it's a clean cider, leaning more toward the lighter and drier, slightly less acidic end of the style. Um, it's amazingly light and delicate with no flaws. I mean, if you did have any flaws, they'd be standing out like a sore thumb in this one. But, uh, you know, just not as much as hope to kind of keep my attention as well as I might like. Uh, just a bit more sweetness could uh, perk it up and a little bit of acid uh, increased. But don't go crazy with those because, again, the apple character is really, really light. You could kind of play with varieties and, and increase that a little bit. But, again, don't go too wild adjusting these things. It's it's pretty nice where it is. Um, could also use, you know, even get away with a hint more alcohol there. I don't know if this one's lighter than the last one or not. But um, it might get you up to that kind of medium body that I would desire uh, for the for the style here. Uh, maybe or declare it as a drier cider do you know semi-dry um, it, it could be pushing a little bit towards the medium it's it's i don't know it's hard to say but um you know by the numbers it might be medium but um to me i'm, I'm perceiving it as a little little uh, lighter than that so um i did give it a 36 overall i think it's a very you know high end of very good um generally within the the style you want just a little not really flaws or anything, but just kind of uh, some balance uh, balance um, issues or things you could do to maybe make it just a little bit better. So I hope that helps. And uh, I'll move on to Brian Shar. All right, Shar, let's do it. All right. Yeah, I uh, largely echo what uh, Cooper said. Uh, appearance for this one, uh, very pale gold, almost straw, uh, crystal clear. Uh, it's there's a noticeable 
it, it's faded because I, I poured this like an hour ago and it's come up to room temperature or closer to room temperature. Uh, but there was a noticeable low head and noticeable carbonation that went, I think, to my mind, well beyond pedalant. So I knocked off a point for that, gave it five out of six. Uh, the aroma is really where I, 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 have to, I don't have anything to add to what Cooper said. It was very low in general, and I had a hard time getting much of anything out of it. I wondered for a second if I had COVID because I couldn't really smell much of anything. Uh, and thankfully, then I smelled something and thought, oh, God, no COVID for me. Uh, no, there's no off aromas. You know, it's a low apple aroma. I gave it a 7 out of 10. Low, low is fine, and what was there was, was good. Uh, flavor, uh, my initial impression was uh, low apple and then a little bit of lemon flavor, not tartness but like a, like a lemon, like a citrus flavor, but without the sour. Mm. Uh, there was some mm. medium-low acidity. Uh, sweetness was in the background. I think the, uh, the, uh, the acidity is a little bit more toward the balance, a little bit more toward the acidity in this one. Uh, no warming, uh, low body. Uh, the aftertaste, I thought, was a little sharp, but nothing off or bad. It just seemed a little... It wasn't quite as smooth as the, the, the A cider. So I gave it 14 for flavor. Overall impression, 6 out of 10 for a total of 32, which is still very good. Uh, it's a very easy drinking cider that I, I enjoyed. But the uh, that lemon citrus kind of struck me as a little bit out of place. And I wanted just a little bit more in terms of, of, of aroma. So that was my, my two cents. Okay, gotcha. I follow that. I follow that. Harindu, set the boy straight. All right, and I hope my connection stays stable. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, man. Uh, so, okay, so this is actually quite interesting. Uh, I kind of agree that, you know, this, as far as appearance, it is, uh, again, nice, clear, petulant uh, bubbles, uh, very inviting. Um, it definitely is closer to the straw color, kind of, you know, compared to the first one, which was more of a golden color. Um, I did get aroma, by the way. I floral, slightly tannic aroma, even a light alcohol in the back. I got little spice, like cinnamon-like spice in the aroma, which was mm. quite interesting. Uh, Flavor-wise, I thought this was a little more balanced than the previous one, given it has a little more tannic and a little more as acidic uh, notes to it. So again, like in you know, personal preferences, I kind of like the sweetness to be balanced by um, acidity somewhat, even in a novel cider. Uh, so uh, exactly what the Brian Shard said, like it was a little sharp, but for me it is it makes it more pleasant overall because it kind of uh, takes that uh, sweetness away a little bit. Um, I got perfumey also in the flavor, which was interesting. Um, I could still think that uh, um, you could have slightly more acidic uh, notes to it. Uh, overall, all four of your ciders are on the sweet side with uh, differing levels of acid tannin balance. Uh, I like this more than uh, A, um, uh, and I, in fact, uh, uh, probably, you know, I, I give a range of 36 to 42, but if I had to give a single number, I'll give it like 37, 38 on this. Um, again, I know you have declared all of these as petulant, and you have probably targeted them to be petulant, but I would think that uh, it would benefit from more carbonation and even make it sparkling level carbonation would 
you know, bring some life to it. I did notice that the body was lower than A. Um, and again, to me, that ends up kind of being a plus point for a cider uh, as opposed to being a higher body or syrupy kind of, uh, which I don't like too much. And uh, so, so, so I like the fact that this one was a little thinner in body. So um, again, I, I, I think this was, you know, one of the higher scoring ones. Uh, so I think on that part, we are kind of apart with, <laughs> with Brian Shar with respect to this particular uh, cider. <clears throat> All right. Very good. And what did you score it? I scored it at 37 or a range would be 36 to 42. I <clears throat> Okay, very good. Yeah, you know, this. it is definitely a lighter body. Shar, I thought it was interesting you pulling those lemony, citrusy notes. Um, I got that too. Interesting. A little zing to it. Yeah, a there's like a, it's, like a, it's like a brightness and it's, yeah, it's like a brightness of the apple. It's very interesting. Um, yeah, I like it. It's very good. Um, since you wanted, Bill, just, you know, it's a running tally of what I liked better. I like A better. It's a little more, a little more round. B for me is a little too. I don't say two dimensional because that's kind of insulting. But it's not as it's not as the range of flavors isn't as wide. B is a little more focused. It's a more focused, little lighter bodied cider. But I'll tell you what: if I got either of those in a tasting room or a four pack or whatever, I'd be well chuffed. Uh, you know what? Let's take. <laughs> Let's take a break. Is that good? Yeah, I like them both. They're they're great. Um, Let's take a quick break, everybody. We're going to come right back, and we're going to we're going to do the other four or the other four. Gee, I wish the other two (laughs) ciders from Bill and talk a little bit. Enough? You want me to send six next time? Is what I heard. Yes, Uh, (laughs) actually monthly. Yeah, monthly, and then um, you know you're not going to be on every month, but yeah, we'll still you know give you the foot his UPS bill. (laughs) Yeah, it was not a cheap UPS bill. No, I can imagine. I can definitely imagine. All right, everybody, hang on real fast. This Doctor Homebrew. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Hello fellow BNers. This is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up, you might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. I'm sorry to tell you this. But we're going to have to pour you out. Back to Dr. Homebrew. 
right, thanks for sticking around, everybody. We're going to crack open cider uh, letter C. C for cider. This is the black cap cider. Black cap cider. All right, Char. I mean, not Char, Cooper. Might as well just keep going the same same rotation, man. This is also yeah, new to not? us. I don't want to yeah. switch it up. I like this order. I'll just I'll I'll lead off with my foolishness, and you guys can set me straight here. There you go. Uh, had a good fill level. Nice little hiss again here. Um, and uh, yeah, I had the advantage of, of sitting down and judging all these last night. We we kind of shared the second bottles. Uh, uh, Brian graciously offered to. He's often judging the day of these things, and so. Um, but I like to judge them in advance, and I, I sat down with mm-hmm. all these ciders last night and had a nice little. Uh, session with them so uh and i did judge them in the same order and sometimes judging order will affect things but um you know try not to let it color things too much and and didn't 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 go too crazy with them like like char did today and get get too no no but i think by the end i was feeling a little a little light like okay i only judged four ciders in like an hour that's nothing wrong with that right (laughs) right um this one has a nice uh uh good solid yellow color uh almost getting towards gold you know rich yellow gold light gold uh again brilliant clarity absolutely beautiful uh pours with some bubbles rising at first very few pinpoint by bubbles rising slowly as it sits there again as i'm not seeing too much it might it looks a little south of petulant but i'm you know um I might not knock it down. I still gave it six points for appearance. Uh, there were definitely some pinpoint bubbles in there, but I had to take my glasses off to see them because I can't see shit without uh, these these progressive lenses are just uh, wow. I'm still getting used to them. The price of anyway, age, man. Yeah, getting old. It's fun. Um, <laughs> try it. You'll like it. Try it. <laughs> it's better than the alternative. <laughs> uh, bouquet aroma. Uh, Pleasant medium apple comes through uh, up front with a very clean permanent profile apparent. Uh, seems like it'll have a touch of sweetness and structure to it. Uh, there's no obvious alcohol or uh, estriness to it. It's not super fruity. Um, just clean apple, nice and inviting. Uh, flavor-wise, a, a bit of acidity hits me at first. Just kind of, it's, it's but it's still, it's medium low. It's not really sharp alongside the apple um with the nice medium sweetness to it seems right there adds a bit of substance um then again this is not just an apple juice with alcohol here it's really smooth and um i guess i'd say it's medium sweetness but it is it does dry off a little bit dry off the tongue almost leaning slightly towards semi-dry but i think it hits firmly in the medium sweet territory but as you know as it dries off the tongue you get a little dryness and then you want another sip but the acidity kind of keeps it on your tongue too a little bit i think and the sweetness combining mm-hmm. um yeah the balance between those is really nice so like um, the apple quality that just lingers on the tongue it's just a nice clean fresh tasting apple again into the aftertaste it's maybe a little um lighter in body than say cider a um and i like it for that it's uh there's a little faint tannin in there no defects um yeah, just kind of medium light body, real smooth drinking uh, cider. Good balance of the, all those elements in there. Um, overall, it's a very freshing New World cider with enough to keep it pretty interesting. Um, I guess it just it felt maybe a touch flat, and then it's just mostly just 
clean light apple and then a bit of acidity and that's kind of all you get and maybe it needs a little little more there there i don't i don't know if you if bumping up the um the tannins just a touch might help it but you don't want to make it too crazy bold and sharp there either um but uh or even maybe a touch more alcohol might do something but uh just give it a little more of, of substance to it there and uh it's close to right. Could go touch touch fuller, I guess. Uh, but it's a nice job on the cider. I I those are all really fine points. And I was trying to find out what you what trying to think what I would do to balance it better. Um, I still landed at a, a thirty nine on this. I thought it was excellent, uh, kind of in the low end of excellent. And um, just a little rebalancing of that one. This could be um, a world class uh, new world cider. I think they're all really enjoyable and drinkable and it's hard to find be a fault finder in it but mostly just finding little balance things that you could do to it so i couldn't push it down into the very good 30 to 37 because there's just really no flaws at all <laughs> it's nice and easy drinking so 39 i'll stick with that all right sure you know what to do buddy ask bill I if he's can... in a homebrew club again that's right. Uh, Bill, are you in a homebrew club? No, <laughs> no we're at, we won't. We're not going down that path. Uh, I, I like this cider. Uh, appearance, six out of six. It's light gold, crystal clear, low carbonation, right, right where it's supposed to be. Uh, bouquet and aroma. Uh, a little bit like the previous one. I thought the overall aroma was, was very low. I got a low apple aroma, sort of a low wine-like character, but there's no off aromas. There's nothing bad about this at all. That's seven out of 10 for the aroma uh, flavor. Initially, the flavor is low apple followed by medium acidity and medium low sweetness, uh, almost a balance. Uh, the acidity is dominant through a long finish, but not dominant in the sense that it blocks everything else out. It's just, to me, it's a little, it's balanced a little toward acidity. Uh, low carbonation, low body, 16 out of 24. Uh, overall impression six for a total of 35. Uh, I really enjoyed this cider. It's, it's balanced. When I say it's balanced toward acid. It doesn't mean that it's ripping your face off like a Cantillon. Uh, it means if you're talking about, you know, the needle is at zero and it's going a little bit toward acid, that's, that's where you're at. So it's the, the balance is a little toward acid. That's, that's all I'm saying. Uh, there, a little bit more complexity might be welcome, but Again, I'm going to continue drinking this as uh, Rendu talks about it. So uh, that means it must be, it's good enough for me to keep drinking. So it's pretty good. Need some pH strips here. Mm, it's not a bad idea. All right. Harindu. For me, I think first with the appearance, again, beautiful appearance, a little more darker than the second one, but not as, uh, as golden darker as the first one. Uh, on the aroma, I got a little bit of hay and earthiness kind of. And actually, I think neither of you got this. And I'm kind of uh, also on the flavor and in aroma, but I get slight dank, almost like a ripe fruit, almost oh. jackfruit kind of aroma. Hmm. Uh, and then when I get into flavor, I get more of it kind of, maybe once I'm already biased with my, my aromatics. Uh, so I get like, Tropical fruity apricot, almost peach kind of flavor in that. I kind of noted that same as what Brian Shar was saying that acidity is higher than both A and B, which is again for me personally, it's it's a nice thing. Uh, 
tannins are very low, um, slightly flabby, but uh, that is uh, probably same as others because I would probably prefer to have more acidity and more carbonation on this, though this one has more acidity than A and B, as I said. Uh, so, But for me, it is still a little bit on the sweeter side. I scored it at 35. And the main thing I would say is that uh, I kind of feel that the flavor has a little bit of artificial fruitiness to it. And I don't know where that comes from. Maybe Bill will <laughs> tell us the secret, uh, if, if, if there is. Uh, uh, and then again, overall, I think that more carbonation and more acidity acidity would uh, probably help this a little more. But it is definitely more acidic than the than both the previous ones. Uh, overall, I think it's a very again all of your ciders are very enjoyable, drinkable, quaffable on any given day on a hot summer day, especially. Uh, so n- not to take anything away from that, just just like nitpicking minor things to. to I recommend B cider B for the hottest summer days. That that would be the right one for that. Cider A is probably more of a spring cider, but mm-hmm. th- this one, yeah, I definitely would increase that the carbonation a little bit too. I agree with that, Harindu. And may, I don't know. I would personally maybe back off the acidity a little bit and increase the carbonation because that's going to increase the impression of the uh, of acid. Just my impression. Yeah, I think carbonic bite from uh, CO two does the same thing as uh, as uh, fruit acidity. What do you get, JP? You get that dank tropical? I didn't really get that. And you know what? I get like um, canned pineapple. That's the tropical that I get. And, you know, it can not in a bad way, but, you know, sometimes canned pineapple is sort of, it's not, the acidity of the pineapple has gone and the sweetness of the pineapple sort of accentuated and sort of like a, a one or two dimensional flavor, right? Um, that's that's the, the pineapple, that's the tropical that I get from that in combination with the different apple you know, I think that probably is more accurate than whatever I was trying to say. I think that now that you said it, I kind of get that more. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> hey, man, you're welcome. Um, it's it's almost I it's, I feel like I can like like decide or see the color of the of the apple in my brain. Like the for me, like the meat of the apple for this one is like the, like sometimes it's like a yellow skin. You know, it's not like pure white. It's like a little. I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, Herinda, did you give it a score? Yeah, I did give it a 35, range 35. of 33 to 37. Yeah. Yeah, you're close with Brian there. But yeah. we're not far off. In a competition, we'd be just fine, and we would sort this out. I like this one a lot as well. But, yeah, I think the guys are right. It needs a little fine-tune. It needs to just be elevated a little, clean up a little bit on the palate. You know, it's a little sweet. It kind of hangs a little bit. But those darker apple flavors are on all your ciders, maybe not B. Cause that's not, didn't really have those darker apple flavors, but a little bit, your flavors for your apples are so round. There's a lot of focus there. I like that. It's very good. It's very hard to do. I've made cider one time and it was, it was a challenge, but all right, let's do the last one. I like them round. I like round apple. I mean, round apples are the best kind. Cider D. Okay, here we go. Green cap cider. Are we ready? Um, has a nice fill level. This one's a little, a little higher, but that's okay. Nice hiss uh, on opening. All these had a nice hiss, but then sometimes when you poured some of them, it's like it just goes whoosh and gone, and then like you see just tiny bubbles. 
Might need to get one of those glasses that has the etching in the bottom to to enjoy these mm. properly so that it nucleates on those. Um, yeah, so again, that, that head just comes up, fades down, lightish yellow, and again, brilliantly clear. Whatever you're using for fining on these, if anything, or just aging, uh, I want to know so I can make a cider like this sometime. <laughs> Carbonation level uh, does appear petulant. It does have some little bubbles rising. Um, just pinpoint. Uh, maybe should be a bit more. They're kind of stopping at times as well as it sat there. But uh, oh, five out of six for appearance. It's just the only one I did that to just because like, the bubbles stopped rising. I don't know. It's not petulant. Take a point off. Sorry. <clears throat> okay, aroma. Um, and this one, I'm getting kind of a bruised fruit quality, uh, medium, low, somewhat mealy apple expression, uh, low but clean yeast expression, a little, little more characterful than some New World ciders. Um, just a touch white wine like in character, and a, I, I felt like I got a bit of uh, a diacetyl in this one, barely there, just slightly detectable, little light artificial butter but i was kind of digging for some flavor some aromas in this one to get at what it was it's it's only faint and it's not enough to offend anyone except maybe doc who has the most diastole sensitive nose i've ever met but uh anyway um flavor wise uh medium low apple with a semi-sweet finish and a, a slightly odd impression Getting other fruit here a lot, like a faint uh, banana like coming in. Um, not rotten fruit, but like bruised fruit, bruised apple skin. Um, apricot like. There's some other stuff in here that's just some of the fruit expression. There's a lot more esters in here than the other ciders. Um, the acidity is medium low with the medium low tannins to balance. Um, a bit of that odd fruitiness just lingers into the aftertaste. Carbonation-wise, it's almost still, um, but it leaves a faint impression of some light little bubbliness. It doesn't even really off your tongue that much. You don't feel the bubbles kind of popping at all. Uh, it's just kind of there, but it's not dead. It's lightly, lightly petulant, I guess, almost still. Uh, medium light body. Um, so yeah, overall it's a fairly clean drinking cider, just a bit less fresh tasting apple note and therefore um, a bit less smoothly drinkable than hoped. Uh, still seems like a well-crafted cider. Um, I might, if I had to guess, I'd say you could have had some bruised fruit in there or, it could be a yeast character that's poking through some of these interesting esters that I'm getting. Um, try a different yeast, maybe a bit less characterful and or uh, just kicks off a bit less of A, the odd fruit characters, or and B, any diacetyl, clean that up uh, as well. Um, but it's, I, I'm struggling with that. It, it, it's, it's not screaming artificial butter to me. Now, when I tasted it last night, I felt like I got it. When I first tasted it and smelled it today, I felt like I got it just a tiny touch. But it's at that point where the apples and everything else is there. And there's a fair amount else that's there are kind of covering it up. So, I see what you mean. It's like 
bubble. It's like like a like a dolphin. I have, jumping yeah, in and out like, of the water. Uh, you know, it's yeah, like, it's like uh, they're sort it's of, like, and then splash, it's gone. Oh my God, there it is again. Look, it's Breach, and then hey, it's down again. There she is, Flipper. Hello. Oh, wait, no, she's gone. <laughs> but um, I, don't, I don't think that's really what it is, but I think there are a couple flavors there combining to present as that. Yeah. But it's so Guys, it's subtle. It's called but... excitement. You should enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, excitement. Yes. Um, so, yeah, um, it's, it's clean and it, it's a pretty cider. Uh, you definitely want to increase the carbonation level there uh, just a bit to give it bright more of that tingly kind of maybe sharper going towards the more bright lemony side of things or the crisp, fresh apple side of things. You know, these are all pretty fine points. Um, you know, it's, it's, al- it's almost tastes like it's aged on like a wine barrel. Yeah. Almost. Or like has a, a little something else. Going, getting loose in the fermentation, like more, I don't know. Uh, Herindu can tell us more about the malolactic thing and all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's not, it's not expressing like tartly. It's, it's, you know, it's more on the dull side and with a lot of interesting fruitiness to it. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. again, fine points. I, I landed in still in, in the kind of the middle point of very good character to me. I landed at a 34, I thought it was very drinkable still. And uh, yeah, what I'm getting, I'm still struggling to get at it. Maybe these guys will ping it on the head like the other one. So yeah, um, I'll right. let uh, Brian and, and Herendu have their say here. And, and JP, of course. Yeah, I already did. Go, Shark. Go for it. All right. So this is Cider D. Uh, appearance, six out of six. Color is light gold. Crystal clear, very low carbonation. Uh, bouquet and aroma. What's interesting is my notes are my notes are from about an, a couple hours ago, hour and a half ago. Uh, low apple, low uh, oak slash vanilla, no off aromas, but I, I can't get the oak now. There's maybe a tiny bit of just be some vanilla, but it's not quite as prominent to me as it had been. And that's interesting because usually when you have a, a aroma like that, it gets more prominent as the beverage warms rather than less. I could be but talked into a little bit there. of oak here. Yeah. Yeah. Could be talked but into it, it's, it's still there. So seven out of 10 uh, flavor. Initially the uh, impression was low apple and medium, low acidity with uh, medium, low sweetness that balances. Uh, get me, I got my notes are medium to low tannin is pleasant and adds complexity. I'm going back here. It's not, yeah, there's still, there's, there's not quite as much as there was when it was colder, I think, but it's still there. No off flavors. The aftertaste is long and balanced, 19 out of 24. Uh, I really like this cider. I think it's complex and interesting. I scored it a 40, kind of going back and thinking about cider A. I think that I might, if I were to go back from scratch, I might rejigger the scores a little bit and put A ahead of D, but I still like D quite a bit. So rather than second guess myself some more, probably Herendu should talk. <laughs> Needs right. the tie break for us here, I think. Yeah. No, we, do, we have to go through the whole thing because I think <clears throat> we are somewhat on a different end of the spectrum here. <laughs> uh, so anyway, going to Cider D, uh, again, amazing appearance, clarity, uh, color, carbonation, uh, even I poured a while back, I see 
persistence in uh, head here a little bit. Uh, nice uh, uh, sheeting and uh, bubbles on the ring kind of on the cup. Uh, appearance is awesome. Uh, going to the aromatics, uh, uh, I got a little bit of grassy, earthy, which is not a bad thing. I'm just saying that that's, that's what I got. It, it's not a negative thing. Now that you say it, I, that's that's something I was tasting, and I wasn't thinking about. I now that you said, definitely get the grassy. Now that you, you said the word, and I'm like, aha, <laughs> yeah. And when I poured it initially, I don't get it anymore right now, but I did get a little bit of sulfur up front, and which is which is very common in ciders, especially when you pour it. Uh, that might again be something that Brian Cooper was saying, like bruised fruit or something. It's just a little kind of weird aromatics that uh, uh, right now I don't get it anymore because I think it dissipates uh, pretty pretty quickly. Like an H2S, uh, a little hydrogen sulfide. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just, mm. uh, yeah and I do get oak. Uh, I mean, it, it's really a very smooth, honestly, uh, uh, probably one of the best, uh, most balanced uh, and uh, uh, I'm sorry if I just quoted it lower. Uh, I do get floral notes uh, in the aroma as well as in the in the flavor. I get slight minty notes, like you know, mm-hmm. very mild in, in the flavor, not in the aroma. Uh, I do not get the you know the diacetyl as much uh, as Brian sorry, Cooper is getting, uh, but uh, there is a little slickness to it. So I mean that that could be it, but it's not. It's not uh, uh, offensive to me. I, I think it's not something that I'll take points for. Uh, very easy drinking. Um, maybe if anything that is negative about this would be that perfuminess and the flavor part of it, which is in a way kind of, you know, could be could be balancing out the other stuff. So, and my score is 37. And again, my same same comment would be more acidity and more carbonic bite uh, would be nice to kind of make it, you know, when you have that, it just livens up better a lot. It makes it just alive, you know, it just makes it uh, refreshing, very easy, you know, more drinkable than what it already is. So yeah, I know you, you call them all petulant, but, you know, why not make them? Sparkling. <laughs> okay. All right. That makes sense. Okay. Wow. We did it. What? <laughs> we went through. Bill, yeah. let's go through let's go through the ciders. Um in case you didn't know by now, this is gonna be a long show. Uh but we'll wrap up soon. Don't worry, guys. Um, I'm gonna pour all four of them into little cups too. I got, I got a them all set here. Yeah, I got them all right here. Uh Bill, t- take us through your ciders, please. Well, before we do it, I just want to make sure everyone's on the same page. What was everyone's favorite? Ah, I think mine was A. Mine was A. Let me run through it real fast. Mine, mine, score notwithstanding, mine was A. Oh, okay. I'm being. I'm going to be the contrarian, obviously, with a different palette. (laughs) So mine was a a short, kind of a flip between B and D. Probably B. Yeah, yeah. I, I can make a strong case for C also, but I think A for me was the most enjoyable. So this cider is what I refer to as my being there. Being there is actually a Peter Sellers movie. 
I name a lot of my things after some Peter Seller stuff. So it's a great movie. Um, and I do what I call the being there variant. The variant is, is the juice is the same on all this stuff. The recipe is pretty much the same for all four of these things. What? The, the juice main, is the same? The juice is the same for all four of these things. The main difference on this, besides maybe I rushed some of the carbonation around the end of it, trying to get the stuff out to you guys. <laughs> I think oh, that's why 05 is not probably as high. Or the D, which is actually US 05, hmm. um, uh, was actually not as carbonated, I think. Because I, I, I thought what? As I drank through, I was like, yeah, it's not as carbonated as the rest of those. But so D is USO5. Uh, C is actually Lutra, done at a pseudo logger temperature around 68, 70 degrees. B is actually Cota de Blanc, which is a wine yeast. Hmm. And then A was a Horndale. Uh, Mike. And actually, that one's also probably one of the oldest ones. That one I've had for a few months, and I just shot that off with, with everyone. The mm-hmm. other, the other three, uh, the the B, the B, the C, and the D, were all ones that were made a little bit in the last few months and stuff. So they're a little bit younger. I like that C. It's it is it's very bright and yeah. and um, assertive. So, yeah. so let me let me understand this right. So you did not actually take the same juice and split it into four batches. This is Four different juices with four different yeasts. Yeah. So the, yeah. The, the fruits were the same, but there's still a different juice. Well, I'll even blow your mind more. This is all store-bought apple juice. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's Don't nice tell me to Costco. Know. You can you can make really good really good cider with store-bought apple juice. What, what kind of what, Bill, Bill, what brand? To, before I get too far from this, what was the yeast on A? Mm. A was uh, the Horndale. It's a Kvike yeast, also right. done at a Wow. Lower temperature. So typically uh, I have a room in my house that just sits great at that 68 to 70 degree temperature. Okay. And so uh, just doing that kind of pseudo lagering concept with it. Well, that's like wow. the first Kvike thing I've had that I liked. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Ruthless. Uh, what brand of apple juice did you, I mean, what is uh, some just mostly a, it's Aldi brand. Uh, okay. sometimes it's Kroger brand, but yeah, it's uh, really, yeah. Now, there is a little difference between Aldi brand and, Co- and Kroger brand, which could have made a slight difference. Uh, the citric they have more vitamin C in the Kroger brand, which has so that could add a little bit more acidity to it, but nothing that I've really normally have noticed. Um, I would never have known, I would never have known that. Those are that is those yep. yeasts and the way that you handle them really accentuated a lot of those flavors. Yeah. Well, and one of the reasons I did is for me, I can make beer, I can make mead. Apple juice is a lot cheaper. <laughs> and so if I want to experiment, and again, I'm doing these in five gallon batches, but I, I just, you know, do it and I try it and I'm learning on it. And then, you know, taking that experience, if I want to enhance it with spices or whether I want to do fruits and stuff, the yeast can make a difference. Like the 05, I have, I'm doing something weird with it because I'm like, I like how that one just seems more mellow in a way where the the Cote de Blanc and the Lutra to me kept more of a little of the acidity, more of the clarity mm-hmm. to it too. Yeah. Um, but but uh, I mean, I would yeah. like to still kind of point out, right? I mean, that even though it might be store brought juice from the same, and we lost him. No, he's gone. <laughs> Justin, he was going to say, I was going to ask you, Bill, which one is your favorite? You know, you don't have to listen to us, but what do you? You like? know, I. I'm one, of course, I, I appreciate some of everything, um, but to me, I've always liked my Lutra one. Uh, this is actually my second batch of a Lutra one, which is what, which I serve to you guys, but I've done one which was done pretty well. 
The Cote de Blanc I also like a lot. It kind of gives that more winey flavor to it. So it has a yeah a sharper so, a, a sharpness to it. Lutro is this, is C right? Is yeah. C yes. And and Cote de Blanc is B is B yes. Yeah, I'm mixing okay. C and D, and I really like it. And so to give you guys, Cooper's going to blend all of them together before we're done. I already did last <laughs> night, and I have tasting notes for it. Uh, <laughs> and this is well, my compare and contrast sheet that I did at the end of the night last night. Then wow. I'll shut up, and we can get to that. Damn, yeah, but that's okay. To give you guys an idea, like the Cote de Blanc got a 39 at uh, Colorado State Fair, got a 30, oh, wow. got a 39 at uh, Mayfair. Jeez. Um. The uh, let's see here. The 05 has only hit one competition, hot and humid, got a 38 there. Um, let's see, the, the Lutra one here has not actually gone anywhere yet. And of course, the Horndale has been all over the place in scores, mm. um, all the way up back in February at a 42. A month later, got a 32.5. Normally stays in the 30s. Unfortunately, there was one that got a 29.5 on that one. But uh, <laughs> you never know what they've done with the bottles or anything else. So, <laughs> you know, but, you know, that's uh, age makes a difference to me. That Horndale one, I didn't think aged as well. So I was really surprised that you guys liked it as much as you did that a one. Because mm-hmm. to me, as it aged, it kind of, as I said, that one's one of the oldest ones of them kind of had a weird flavor to it. Haredu, what were you going to say before you dropped out? You were about to drop some knowledge on us. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I was just going to say that, I mean, it's not quite accurate to say that these are same Jews because even though they were bought from the same store at different times, they could be different batches with different blends of apples and all that. So some of the differences, it's not all coming from East. It's, it could be from the base juice itself, right? <clears throat> True. Yeah, I mean, and again, those, I mean, there are 100% juice things, but you're right. There could be some variations to it. But, you know, I know when I drink store bought apple juice from the same store, bottle one typically tastes the same as bottle two does. I mean, there could be some different things on it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And again, even then, there's still different things. You know, was I two degrees higher when I ferment it and, and stuff, you know, uh, than I did last time? Even though I have a room which is pretty good, it's not temperature controlled. Um, but the yeast is, you know, as I said, makes a Especially you got an ale yeast, you got a wine yeast, and you got two Kavike yeast ones here. Um, yeah. So the starting gravity and the finishing gravities were the same on all of them, or there was mm-hmm. difference on that too? Uh, they were very close. They might be off like by a 0.01 point or 0.02 point or something like that. Mm. So once I feel like the fermentation stopped at a lower percentage, yeah, I do it. And then I'll back sweeten. I back sweeten them all the exact same way. And, and so, then- yeah, that, that's actually a question <laughs> how many points do you put back with back splitting and is it is it raw juice uh, or what what do you use for it's, it's i use raw juice so typically i'll throw a little bit of extra white sugar in to get the alcohol up higher to make some of that number up but yeah unfortunately you know I, my math is not the greatest i know what my starting gravity is my end gravity is and then i throw some juice in there and of course <laughs> that changes your abv in there somewhat mm, but sure but, but flavor yeah, is what so. you're really gunning for. You don't. You're not really worried about the final, the finishing gravity. I mean, as long as I mean, who? Okay, if, is it a good thing? Do you or is it? You know, do you get hot now? With me, the stuff you have a problem sometimes with heat and the fusels and stuff. If it drinks well, whether it's a three percent or a four percent, if it tastes well and balanced, I mean. So yeah, back sweet. I mean, <laughs> Back sweetening is after 
uh, racking it off and stabilizing it, or do you stabilize do... it and back sweeten? What are you clarifying with? <laughs> uh, Sparkerwood. Yeah, nice. And then, how do you treat your yeast? Um, I, I guess do you have some some are dry yeast, some are liquid yeast in this? Um, so yeah, so the Kvike, of course, is going to be liquid yeast. The uh, wine and the ale yeast O five, of course, is dry yeast. Um, that would make a difference too. My, my with Kvike, I'm going to throw a lot more nutrients in there um, to get it going. Uh, so, but yeah, I, I, a lot of times up upfront yeast nutrients to it all. So, are you doing starters? Or just throwing in a lot of dry yeast. I, I just, I just and... dry. You know, it's cheap. I know a lot of people. T- well, no, a lot, a lot of people say, "Hey, uh, you know, you need to do starters." Dry yeast today. The modern dry yeast. I don't think you need to do starters. That's my own personal opinion. Uh, I know other people disagree with it, um, but do you hydrate it or use any go firm or anything like that in it or no? I just good about use yeast nutrients in it and it starts going. Cool. Pectic uh, enzymes. Do you use pectic enzymes for uh, pre? Not before? not in this instance. Uh, I do use pectic enzyme for certain things, especially if I do fruit additions. Like if I was doing like a, a cherry something or a, something like that, I may use pectic enzymes to help pull that out. Um, but yeah, in regards of just doing store bought apple juice, no. So so I, I don't know I, I don't know if you answered that, but how many gravity points do you add with back sweetening? Or, or, oh, you said you don't know. <laughs> I don't. I actually don't measure that part of it because at okay. the end of the day, I don't care because it's not fermenting out, and it's not about the math. It's about perceived what you so perceive. so you you add a little you taste it you add a little you taste it until you think it's good. Yeah, and and and, and my process actually for this it's the same because I got the math right for how I want, you know, if I get down low enough, I throw it back in um, and it works out pretty well. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I made a mistake before we're trying to do the math as so I added back sweetness. What did it, you know, you know, what's, what's the final graph? It's about perceived because acidity and everything else. Will, it's, it's about balance and, and that aspect right. of it. So, yeah. Uh, let's take a, uh, let's take a final break here. Hold on, I hate to to break up the combo, but we need to take one more break. We'll come back. We'll wrap things up with Bill here. Hang on, Doctor Homebrew, don't go anywhere. The leader in affordable, high-quality kegerators is here. Introducing Comos, the kegerator designed with serious beer drinkers in mind. It features an all-stainless steel draft tower, a major upgrade over traditional chrome-plated brass towers, and Comos keeps your new tower cold with their air-cooled tower fan, wrapping your beer lines in frigid coolness. Your beer is poured from innovative forward-sealing faucets that don't leak, so they stay cleaner for longer. Dual gas inlets on the rear of the fridge allow you to run both CO2 and nitrogen gas. Serve your beer with CO2, serve your kegged wine, or even cocktails with nitrogen. The digital temperature display has the largest range available, allowing you to use the Comos Kegerator for fermentation if you need to. And now Comos Kegerators ship with duo-tight draft fittings for that click-to-connect assembly we've all dreamed of. Buy direct from ComosDraft.com and receive free shipping on your order. That's K-O-M-O-S Draft.com. Back to the examination. All right, thanks for sticking around, everybody. Matthew, Matthew Harold, he's he's watching us and he's drinking all the four ciders. So, uh, Matthew, so besides me being part of the, and actually, I love to actually talk about this part of this. I'm Do also it. part of what's referred to as the Master Hobroom Program. It's a national um, group of 
competitive homebrewers where we've gamified the concept of competing in competitions and trying different styles and stuff. Matthew is the president of the Master Homebrewers uh, Master Homebrew Program, and I actually the vice president of Master Homebrew Program. Yeah, we, so we I, had him on the show a few few shows back. So yeah. uh, listen back to that one, and and I'm really interested in that Master Homebrewing Program too. That sounds really cool and what he's doing. So you're, I was going to ask you, Bill, you're tracked in this whole uh, competitive homebrewing Facebook group thing and all of that. Yeah. Hey, uh, congratulations on the Glencap uh, Extension third place. Behind nice. me. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Teach me, master. What Hell did I yeah. do wrong? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't taste yours, so I don't know. I, I wasn't there judging. I, 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 I was just happy to uh, score um, this year on it. It actually got two placements, and I I had a Perry and a, a fruit uh, cider that placed at the Glint Cap, and oh wow, I, I'm just blown away. Oh, wow. Okay. I I only know about Perry because that was in the same category as me, but yeah. Yeah, I also got second place. In, I got second place in uh, the fruit, the fruit ciders. Nice. You gotta love homebrew well, trash talk. I mean, <laughs> uh, <laughs> stand in line behind me, buddy, because I got second place and you got third. Uh, well, you know what? It's great because you know what? I love. It. I mean, part of the master homebrew program. I love cheering along all these other guys and stuff too. It's like uh, Peach State Brew Off. Uh, I'm I'm at the actual award ceremony, and we have all these other people from Texas and stuff, and I'm clapping, and everyone's giving me a funny look. At, why the heck that guy clapped? That guy's an out-of-state person who just won. I'm like, mm. I know that guy. We work together. I'm like Thor, you know, in uh, the Ragnarok movie, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's funny because, like, you know, the craft brewers like to say, you know, there's it's 99% asshole-free or whatever. And I think for competition-wise, whenever you go to, like, a GABF and you see these, you know, brewers win, and there is still a little bit of competition there because <laughs> – they are competing for a market. And as much as everyone likes to like each other, their brands are still, you know, there's, there's some tension there. There's some stress there. With homebrewers, no. it's, it's not. It's not there. Because it's like, what and do I, I give honestly, a shit? Yeah. You know what I mean? I like I'm, to see you win. And it, does, it literally, no sweat off my, I don't, I don't care. It doesn't matter if I, I just, you know, it's fun. Honestly, I feel better because I want to, I want to compete with good pe- people who brew good stuff. Yeah. I wanted that accomplishment. If I just happen to win everything, eh. So, I mean, honestly, I mean, there's people like in Mead. I got uh, Matthew Mead this year. Last year was Matthew Williamson. And going back and forth who wins best of shows on things, it's great. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or you're like you're wandering around with, with Pavel or somebody and sipping ciders on club night. And then two nights later, he wins a bunch of awards. And you're like, yeah, I think I had that cider, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, so I blended B and C with a little bit of A. Bill, have you gone through and like blended all these two? Do you do that as well? Or are you kind of like, well, here it is. Here it's bottled. I don't really care anymore. Well, the problem is I don't like opening too many bottles by myself. Um, okay. I'll, <laughs> with a couple of homebrew club meetings where I've taken these and I've taken two or three of them. and like, hey, guys, yeast experiment. Try it. You know, so I, I like doing that stuff. Trying to use it as educational for other people, too. Um, I think you have it, to with five gallons each. <laughs> So well, this some is goes all... to competitions and some go to yeah. clubs. Right, right, yeah. right. And, and this cheap. is all K-carbonated, K- right? They're, They're all K-carbonated, so yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's fairly cheap and easy, to, very easy to make. If, if anyone out there is just listening, what is this homebrewing thing and just listen to mm-hmm. this randomly, make a cider. They're actually pretty easy to make. And, so is, uh, is there a reason that you do petulant versus uh, sparkling or... 
Well, <laughs> just I through the bottling process, I feel like I would have lost carbonation that would come back to patent. I just never have been great at. For me, the idea of sparkling is champagne level. Now, could it be a higher level of petulant? Yes, I could probably do better at that. I think in this case here, sometimes I'm rushing it a little bit more than I should. Because um, I do like this. I mean, to me, I, what you said was right. I like carbonating to get my acidity rather than adding other kind of acids in there. Um, mm. And But yeah, sparkling, I've just never have successfully done that. And the times I've successfully done it, it's been by mistake. Uh, oops it's champagne like (laughs) here we go you know bill one of the things you said earlier that i i think was kind of worth touching on again was you you got this juice from aldi because out east or out west we don't have a lot of aldi just yet but it's starting to come out here like in fresno there's getting to be some aldis now and it's like a it's like a german grocery chain they've had it out east like my brother lives out in dc and they've had it out there for forever but it's starting to make its way out here. And if you can get, if that's an easy way to get a bunch of different varietals of apple juice and just put some cider in, or put some, some yeast in, you know, we had a guy in our club, you know, 15 years ago, win best of show at a small comp with uh, a jug of apple juice. He got at the farmer's market, put some, some yeast in, waited for like three weeks and then bottled it. (laughs) It's, it's one of the simplest things to do. And if you have the ability to go to a grocery store that has like a bunch of different, you know, organic apple juice that doesn't have the, the, the sulfites and stuff to to stop fermentation of yeast, you can really play around Mm. with some great experiments and do some blending and stuff. And it's going to cost you a fraction of normal cider making or of brewing. Right now, I mean, here you can get Trader Joe's juice, or you can go to Costco. Oh no, uh, I, I use Costco well, juice and made ice cider with it. Really, Co- Costco uh, juice. Costco juice is huh. uh, not bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, a lot. No, and don't forget, a lot of these store-bought apple juice, those name brands, are the same companies that make yeah. Mott's or other things like that. They just brand it no, differently. Right. It's just cheaper. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as you said, there's, there's no chemicals in it. Do it. Uh, I'm in jo- North Georgia. A little bit north of me, they're huge apple orchards and stuff. So I, I can get natural, you know, that natural cider stuff. Funny thing is, anytime I've used like the more expensive like cider I bought from a uh, there, they never score well in competitions. Hmm. The uh, store bought uh, cheaper uh, apple juice goes uh, far better. Now, note I've made some that taste wonderful. I mean, and and that's the thing about judging. I mean, everyone has different taste buds. People like these different things. Um, one of my favorite ciders has never made over a thirty. So, so, Bill, I, I, I'll, I'll separate that out a little bit. Uh, it's like if, you, if you're going to make English or French cider, that's where the things get tricky. So Newell mm-hmm. cider, yeah, you could get, get away with store, store broad juice. But when you start getting into tannic and bitter uh, apples, you know, uh, sharp, you know, <clears throat> and, and all the funky fermentation issues, stuff yeah. that you do with uh, English and French cider. So that, that's kind of where things separate out. But I think for a new world cider, I think store brought apples, apple juice would be fine. Yeah. And like with, with English ciders, it's a lot about some of the tannins and stuff you can do with it. The French one is one I'm trying to figure out myself uh, because again, part of the master homebrew program is trying new subtitles. So for me to get one of my cool scores, I want, I need to score real well in a French thing. So I'm starting to play around with, you know, the, the Malto, uh, I'm going to say it wrong, the Maltic acid or whatever you have to do for it. and Malolactic fermentation. Thank you. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, I need, I need to play with that kind of scientific stuff that scares me because I'm just a cave brewer. <laughs> 
That's yeah. right. And I've got the blend here too. I like, I just blended all four and I like the, it kind of broadens out everything and it just makes it interesting, but it's, it's, you know, um, it kind of just smooths everything out and it doesn't have, you know, it has a little of the color of the A and has, it doesn't have the odd prettiness that I got in the D to me, but it just like smooths everything out and just kind of, everything's kind of medium, sweetness, medium, you know, everything, the, the, the aftertaste lingers really long and it's just so much different, different stuff going on in there. No off flavors. It's a smooth drinker. That's wild. It's the best man. of four worlds somehow. <clears throat> the best of four worlds. That's right. Yeah, that's cool, Bill. You know, hey man, I really appreciate you sharing this with us. I know it wasn't cheap to send you send us all this uh, all this stuff, and you know, plus your time and everything. But uh, it was fascinating. It was great to talk to you about it and uh, to hear your process. I, I think we're all blown away that these were just store bought, and the yeast you picked out, I think, are really great. Um, I think they 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 each did something very very unique with the apple character, and you could really uh, take a lot away from that. Yeah. Yeah. I like if it. I saw if I had these at a craft beer bar, I would I would order one of these, you know. For sure. Absolutely. I would not C I would not be upset with any of them. I mean, even D. Yeah. I didn't really like D that much, but I would still drink it. But like, yeah, okay. It's great. Yeah. And again, it's one of those things like I one one of the homebrew clubs I brought it to, and I gave them the Cote de Blanc and the O five. And everyone liked the O five better. And except for me, who I wanted the more acidity of the Cote de Blanc kind of thing, <laughs> you know. So, but they were like, man, it's like almost caramelly, appley flavor they got out of it, kind of thing. Is what they were saying. That's it had a lot of interesting flavors in it. I could see why someone was like, wow, that's that's a really flavorful cider. It's yeah, it's interesting. So, so no mm-hmm. tropical fruits were added to see to. No, to tro- I mean, basically, it's apple juice. There's a little bit of white sugar that I've added to it to get the ABV up before I back sweeten it some. But beyond that. Do you take the apple juice and add water, or is it just straight up apple juice? Five gallons of apple juice. It's five gallons of apple juice. Damn. Technically, I hear you. I'll tell you guys a secret. It's four gallons of apple juice, a couple a couple cups of white sugar, and back sweetened with one gallon of apple juice. Okay, all right. Wow, that's what that recipe is. Wow, and anyone can make that kind of cider here. I mean, it, it metals too. I mean, it's and I just gave you one of my biggest secrets. <laughs> Do you treat sugar? Do you treat the uh, the back sweetened juice with anything? Sulfide no. or? Oh, well, don't forget it's already been stabilized. It's clean okay. coming out of that bottle. Yeah, yeah so okay. so it's clean out of that bottle. So you stabilize, which again already has some of the metabasulfite uh, and potassium sorbates and all that stuff there in it. So yeah, you're not going to get anything from the clean bottles into that. Okay, interesting. Cool. Well, very cool. Do we have anything left for Bill, or is that it? Are we done with Bill? Well, a lot of fun. Wish him a lot of wins at future competitions. Obviously, you're yeah. doing something right. That's right. <laughs> Make that uh, master homebrewer thing. Yeah. Yeah. Bill, do you have anything uh, anything else for for the other you guys know, or me? I mean, you know, I don't know. Uh, you know, no. I think this was great. Um, I would still like to get you know, as I said, Matthew Harold, and you know, we love to talk a little bit more about the master homebrew program. I think the few times you've had us, we have just touched it and not really gone into the details. So it'd be great, maybe to get another kind of shoot some stuff off to you and maybe have a bigger conversation on that. Absolutely. We'll taste anything. Cool. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess if that's it, we're going to get out of here, everybody. Thank you but very first, much. Yes. If somebody wants to send us a, I'm a getting cider, there, Brian, every, every fucking show, every single show. If you want to be on the show, thank you very much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. If you would like your beer on this show, Email brian at thebrewingnetwork.com. 
and he will get back to you, and he'll get you on the show, and he'll get you plugged in, scheduled on, and we will talk to you. We'll drink your beer, your cider, or your kombucha, or your hard tea. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck people are doing. Hard seltzer. Meat. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. We'll do anything. I'm a meat judge now. I made meat judge. That's right. Good. I've heard that Sword somewhere okay. before. Yeah. Yeah. In the men's room bathroom wall. All right, everybody. Nice. Thanks a lot for tuning in. And uh, until next time, we'll see you later.